And so it's an opportunity for us to demonstrate uh, real life on the ground science as it's happening uh, to students, as well as teach a little bit about this topic and the history behind maple syruping and, and all those sorts of really neat things. From the University of Washington College of the Environment, this is Field Sound. Driving Highway 7 on a Tuesday morning in January, you could easily miss the unassuming hand-carved sign welcoming visitors to Pack Forest. A skinny road leads to a long-standing research site under the care of UW's School of Environmental and Forest Sciences. In 1926, lumberman and conservationist Charles Lathrop Pack gifted UW's College of Forest Resources funds to purchase 334 acres of forest land for research. Today, Pack Forest encompasses 4,300 acres of working forest. Pack Forest is part forest classroom, part research lab. It has a vision and mission that focuses on sustainability. And recently, Pack Forest expanded to incorporate outreach efforts, conference facilities, and the establishment of the Mount Rainier Institute in 2014. Today, MRI is hosting elementary students from a nearby Washington State Public School. Big leaf maple syrup, and just like it sounds, it's all about how uh, big leaf maple syrup is produced here in Washington. This is John Hayes, director of the Mount Rainier Institute at Pack Forest how it's an indigenous technology that's been adapted over the years. Places like Mount Rainier Institute are teaching kids about science, hands-on. Is that uh, we are often uh, illustrating real-life research that's happening at the university. And indeed, this Big Leaf Maple Syrup project is a research project uh, that University of Washington is involved with. And so it's an opportunity for us to demonstrate uh, real life on the ground science as it's happening uh, to students, as well as teach a little bit about this topic and the history behind maple syruping and, and all those sorts of really neat things. Very cool. And here comes the bus, it looks here like. Here comes the bus. Buses. Buses. Just on the other side of the cabins, adjacent to the forest, is another unassuming small brown building called the Sugar Shack. The Sugar Shack is essentially where the maple syrup magic happens. In 2019, the USDA granted funds to researchers to see if big leaf maple trees that grow natively in the Pacific Northwest could produce maple syrup as a commercially viable product. The kids get to see a bit of the sap before it's processed. The, the bit kind of a clear looking liquid. There are some ice chunks in a bucket. In the old days, they used to Mike Spicer is the maple sugaring specialist here at Pack Forest. He's from the East Coast. He grew up with maple syrup running through his veins. I went on a field trip like very similar to this in fifth grade to a local sugaring shack and thought it was interesting and um, tapped a couple trees around the house with my mom and after well, that was 2011, and I've been making maple syrup at some hobby scale or commercial scale since. 
Do you know what syrup is? Yeah. How much? It's just sugar. Just sugar? <laughs> There's sugar? no liquid There's in it? It's 66.7. Oh, that's a lot of shit! osmosis machine and get anywhere between four to six percent sugar. The process after harvest is to essentially remove water and impurities from the syrup. The liquid is then boiled to increase the sugar content and to caramelize and create that kind of rich nutty maple syrup flavor that we all know and love. And if you think of the crystallized sugar that we put in our coffee and baked goods as 100% sugar, that kind of gives you a reference point for how sweet the syrup is. It's very much in the research phase and, and part of, you know, probably the biggest aspect of this project is, is this commercially viable for, for other private landowners to, to go out there and take on. Um, I believe it's proving itself to be, but there's lots of challenges that, that need to be overcome through that, yeah. So what are the benefits of a maple syrup industry in the Pacific Northwest? It gives private landowners, for a start, an economic incentive to keep their forests as forests. Um, if they can't harvest timber and they can't do anything with their, some of their land in riparian zones, they have no source of revenue off that and keep it as timber. Why wouldn't they just sell it to develop? Um, so this is an opportunity to keep forests as forests. And who doesn't love maple syrup? It's delicious. The research area filled with maple trees is just up the hill. The kids stop off the main trail to pick up some giant leaves. These are big maple leaves from big leaf maples. Really big. And then phylum refers to leaves, so what does that name mean? Kids ask the absolute best questions. And that's a quality that can serve them as they grow older and think about what they want for their future. Maybe they want to keep asking questions. Maybe they'll become a scientist or a maple syrup producer. The possibilities are endless. Special thanks to John Hayes and the Mount Rainier Institute staff and maple sugaring specialist Mike Spicer. You can learn more about research at Pack Forest, the School of Environmental and Forest Sciences, and the University of Washington College of the Environment by clicking the link in this episode description or by visiting our website, environment.uw.edu. From all of us at Field Sound, Thanks for listening.